Boba happy hour. Boba happy. Oh, that's kind of cute. B H squared. <laughs> Boba happy hour. Welcome to the Boba happy hour. Are we live? Hour. We're live. Are we Laura. recording? Yeah, we're recording. Wow. But we're we're not live, but we're recording. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's we're live. So uh, it's it's your girl Lillian, and we got Heem, and we got Flora in the house. Um, this is our first time doing a Zoom uh, Zoom recording, so I'm really excited about that. Or a Zoom recording with a guest. We did one for a special guest. Yeah, a while ago. So we have Flora with us today. Um, Flora, yeah. can you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Flora. <laughs> and what's your occupation um i am a nurse on a ear nose and throat cancer surgery floor okay ENT and, and plastic surgery floor and i know henry you want to know why i know henry well, how do you know henry flora i know henry um through my friend ariadne Oh, okay. And how do you know Ariadne? We both went to Cornell together. Oh, Cornell! I think you are <laughs> the smartest guest that we've had on the show. Am I the only guest? <laughs> no. No, no. Um, okay, so you're, you're a nurse. You're a night nurse. That's, that's what you are. And um, Hold on, can I just clarify? I'm actually work? not... Are you wear special? I'm not a night nurse. I'm a rotating nurse. So oh, I work, I work like two months days and two months nights. I think it's important to keep my rotating identity <laughs> clear. FYI. I'm, not on nights. I'm not on nights forever. This is, this will pass. Okay. Wait, so I heard that nurses um, work, this is, I don't know, maybe this is just one type of nurse, but like my friend had a roommate that only worked like 12 hour days, but only for like four days or something like that. Yes, so I am a nurse at Stanford and I work three 12 hour shifts per week. Mm, and wow. those 12 hour shifts at this point in my life happen to be from 6.45 p.m. to 6.45 a.m. <laughs> wow. Oh, I wish so I do you have, like, time. a lot of time off then just to, like, hang out and, like, do what you need? Um, I'm a, um, mm, I mean, kind of, but also when I'm on nights, there's, like, a lot of, like, recovery, I feel like. I feel like it takes, like, a couple of days to, like, mm, yeah. flip back. Ooh, yeah, that's right, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. But probably so really compared to, sorry, go ahead. Off. I said, so yeah. you're going to get like two days off. Well, I mean, no, but like the first day and like some of the second day, I'm very tired and I feel like they're like, you don't really count. It's full days. <laughs> mm. I'm not living up to my potential, even though I try. So we'll get more into nursing <laughs> after our <laughs> second segment. But um, <laughs> let's finish the intro. Where are you from? <laughs> I am from Fairbanks, Alaska. Whoa, really? Yeah. P&W represent. Where are you from? I'm from Seattle. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, cool. I've, never, I've only been to Alaska on a cruise, but, like, that's pretty dope. That's okay. You really only need to be to Alaska on a cruise, and then you like, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, and is there anything you want the fans to know about you, Flora? Um, I have an amazing pet rabbit. His name is Oliver. But sometimes I call him Obi, and sometimes I call him Sir Oliver, and sometimes I call him Mr. Rabbit. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So for our next segment, uh, Story of the Week. Hey, anything <laughs> happened to you? Um, kind of. Uh, I guess it's a story of the week part two from last week. I got a email this morning 
from a guy from Craigslist, and he asked, "Hey, did you still need your left AirPod?" <laughs> was and, it the same guy that you reached out to? Yes, it was, and uh, I got really excited, and um, I said, "Yes, I still need it." And he says, "Well, pick it up anytime," and um, he picked. Uh, he, I texted him, and uh, he was telling me that uh, there's a bunch of people. He said there were a slew of people uh, waiting for this left AirPod, but he just decided to choose me. Maybe I'm getting scammed again. <laughs> Did you but, pick it up? Yes, I went to go pick it up and uh, I tested it out and I brought actually brought the fake AirPods with me just to compare it to his... <laughs> His uh, AirPods set, and the th- the reason why he's actually selling them is because he has a second generation AirPod case, or mm-hmm. Air- AirPods, and he accidentally bought a first generation like left ear pod too. So he's like, "Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of fucked up too." So, uh, but yeah, and then I told him I was like, "Yeah, you know, I I really just got scammed last time, so." Sorry, I have to do this thorough <laughs> link, test the test the buttons, and you know, he's like, "Oh man!" And I showed him the case, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it looks, it does look kind of good." <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was it. And he actually he felt bad, so he gave it to me for cheaper than listed. Oh really? And, um, yeah, he gave it. He for he listed it as like. Um, 60 but he he only charged me um 58 dollars so. <laughs> you can want like a costco churro with that money that you saved <laughs> so yeah that was a uh, really that was really cool of him i'm kidding he, he gave me about 20 bucks off oh but, really okay. yeah <laughs> so yeah there's my story of the week made me a little happy but yeah mm-hmm. Happy hour. All right, so uh, Flora, this this time is for you. Uh, so nursing time. How did you end up becoming a nurse? Do you want my honest answer? Yes. Brutally honest. We want to know. Brutally honest. We hate engineering. We're not engineer people so if you feel the same way towards nursing or however you you guys are both engineers i mean i guess <laughs> yeah on paper <laughs> on paper i see um here the short ish yeah so the reason why i chose nursing was because i wanted a job that i could do anywhere in the world have a lot of job security um and I wanted to have a relatively flexible schedule. Like working at a desk from like eight to five sounds like awful. Agreed. And yeah. And um, I also think that, you know, people are, human bodies really interesting. Like I had no idea so many things came. Oh, the human body is very interesting. I think those things are what really so you like bodies i yeah yeah i do like bodies well uh you're in luck because we have listeners who are international so we have an influx of listeners in germany if one of our listeners wants to reach out to us and hook you up if you ever want to go to germany oh nice i don't know how international nursing works really i just started so how long have you been a nurse for i graduated from nursing school in may and then i took the nclex yeah last may oh last may sorry last may i took nclex like the board licensing exam in july and then i started working in november Mm, okay and then i got up orientation in like march did you do okay. anything during your time off between yeah. May and August? Oh, what'd you do? I just like chilled. It was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, the period of time between like when I knew I had a job, but I didn't have to start that job yet. That was like really fun. Like getting a job was kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. 
<laughs> Wait, hear, hear this, Will. I remember Flora was considering working at our secret company. Really? As what? As an, as an engineer. What? That's really funny. Flora, do you remember that? Wait, what did you do? What did you study for your undergrad? Linguistics. <laughs> Linguistics? Yeah. So that's just the study of language then? Did you have mm-hmm. to learn another language for that? Mm-mm. Oh. No. Dope. <laughs> so it was pretty much all for naught. <laughs> she was uh she was really curious about our position. She's like, oh. so what do you do? What do you oh, is that what you do? Like, yeah, you can definitely do it. We have psychology majors, we have, we have environmental s- we have environmental science majors, we have um <laughs> history majors english majors yeah you all... do not need an engineering degree for our, our job i'm sure that's like a slight exaggeration hold on hold on the the best one and i love this guy he's really smart actually we we have one he was a uh he was a what's a paleontologist he's the dinosaur guy right yes <laughs> <laughs> we have a, pay- a pay- like, really yes who works for us yes that's so funny this as like a really... foundation guy or like what is he yeah <laughs> I mean... what? Yeah, that'd a... be so funny if he like did finishes that'd be that'd be hilarious oh yeah so yeah um so i know <laughs> you i guess were start you started working at a hospital what in november you said Mm -hmm. um and then covid hits in march so that's Mm -hmm. a good four months of uh, (laughs) pre-covid uh experience um how was that experience in those four months i guess as a you know as a beginner or you know your freshman year (laughs) my freshman year yeah um yeah so it's been an interesting transition to practice, so they say. Um, Stanford opened up like a big new hospital in November, and my first day was like the like move day, where they were moving like all of the patients from the old hospital like into the new hospital. Um, mm-hmm. My unit also like switched units, and <laughs> it was just like a lot of change. Um, and so my first couple weeks of orientation, everyone was like pretty confused because like the unit was laid out differently. Everyone was still trying to figure out like, okay, like how does this work? And like our new space, which wasn't actually new space. Like we just moved to a different unit in the old hospital, which I was very <laughs> upset about. We didn't get to move to the new hospital. They just stay within the old hospital. I don't know why. I'm a little bitter about it. Um, and then... Yeah. And then I was on orientation until like the end of February and then, and then COVID happens. Uh, so yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of changes, mm. but it's been all right. How, um, how, how would you describe, uh, orientation or what, what's, in t- what, 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 what's included in orientation? You like working oh, you have, like, you have, sorry, what? <laughs> no, go ahead. You have a preceptor, and they're supposed to teach you everything about nursing in, like, 12 weeks. Hmm. Huh. Um, was it? Or at least enough f- not to, like, kill anyone. Was it fun? I would hope so. Have been around a dead body? Yes. What? How many patients, how many patients die, like, since you've been there that so you, like, I were working with mm-hmm. um no one actually has oh. died on the floor yeah that I work on um it's a surgical floor so the majority of people that we have are like there for surgery which means they're like healthy enough to like get through surgery oh, yeah. um the patient population that we have it's a lot of head and neck cancer and so, I, so, 
the turnover is pretty fast is what I mean to say, I think. Okay. It's had a neck cancer and it's like reconstructive, like breast surgery after people have like mastectomies. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And you might not think that those two are like super related, but a lot of the head and neck cancers, they like have to like take out like large portions of like tumor. So like they'll take out like a large portion of someone's like cheek and then there's like a huge hole. And so they end up having to take like muscle and skin from usually it's the arm and they'll like cut out, cut out Mm -hmm. the muscle and skin from here. And they'll like put it over here to like fill the deficit. Oh my God. So um and then and then like the plastic surgery the breast surgeries that's all like muscle and fat from the stomach used to like reconstruct breasts yeah so those things are called flaps so we have a lot of flaps a lot of flaps would you ever consider being a doctor after working here for the months that you've been there um I think I have like a yearly crisis of like, oh my gosh, should I have gone to med school? <laughs> it's already happened this year, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm good for another year. But honestly, like, I like, they're like always, they're, they have like really bad hours, especially like the residents, the like the new doctors. I'm like, at least I get to go home. Yeah, right. After That's my three shifts. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think so. It's too much work. And I like, I feel like I have a very great life outside of work and I don't need to like, I feel like a lot of doctors like have to integrate their work life into their personal life because their work life is like their personal life. So like time, time intensive. So you're saying you have good separation. Yeah. And I kind of like that. That's beautiful. Oh, do you guys have separation? No, just two days. <laughs> <laughs> Barely that. <laughs> yeah. um, hold on. I just want to put something out there so it's like very clear. It's not like I, sometimes I feel like maybe I come off as like, uh, I don't really like people, like nursing. Like, <laughs> it's not the case. I feel like, you know, it, it's a great, it's great to be able to like help people. I like helping people. I'm not like, you know, some soulless, cold-hearted meanie. <laughs> oh, you're not? That's why I invited you on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. I just don't know who's listening to this. <laughs> People in Germany, that's for sure. I know. What, um, so I guess, can you tell us about working in the hospital since COVID hit? What's like, how scary was that when you like first, you know, started or, you know, working with COVID, you know, conditions? It was stressful, um, but I am pretty lucky in that the floor that I'm on actually does not have really any COVID patients. They have like designated floors for them. Um, So I actually haven't seen that many. Like sometimes we, sometimes if it's like an ENT patient, with COVID they'll like come to our unit but like we're not like the designated COVID unit okay I was gonna say do you have to get tested um periodically or routinely do you get tested (laughs) (laughs) I joined so I joined this study it's like a volunteer study um and I so I'm and they like test you I think once every two weeks for either I think it's like three months Mm -hmm. um um, I, I think I, we should all be getting tested like regularly. Yeah. Right. What Personally. was the last time you got tested, Heem? What? When was the last time you got tested? Um, for STDs? Open. <laughs> that too. When was the last time you got tested for that? <laughs> the last time I got tested for um, COVID was, I don't know, whenever you were scared little scary cat i mean that was like also what like two months ago that was episode four i believe oh really yeah so just a month and maybe yeah a week mm, okay because we're on episode nine right now this is or ten. ten yeah so a month and a half yeah okay you guys have gotten tested more recently than i have yeah. i got tested like two weeks ago 
too. Cause I, I had another scare cause I was working on the job site and someone on the job site had COVID. Can I also just give you guys an up, like, I think the main thing that I've realized that I've like personally, the biggest thing that I've noticed post COVID is that like baseline, I'm a pretty sweaty person at work, <laughs> but with the start of COVID and all of like the PPE that we have to wear and the masks and the yeah. goggles. Do you sweat times two? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my I'm God. so shiny. Sheesh. It's so Even now you're a little muddy, right? No. Yeah. It's, this isn't just, this isn't, this is a, this is sweat. I'm not just shiny. <laughs> I'm not just radiant. Um, but yeah, so like we have to wear masks all the time now. And they just changed the policy, so we have to wear goggles or face shields all the time now. And the goggles, I don't know if it's, like, the shape of my nose or just, like, the way that I breathe, but I'm constantly fogging up my goggles. Of course. Of course. It's a hard life. It is a hard life. Have you ever caught COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever caught the relevant? Let's just let's just ask it. It's on the it's on the list of questions. Let's just check that box off. Have you ever caught COVID, Flora? Um, not to my knowledge. And you know, check back in two weeks because that's when my first uh, study appointment is. What um? Here's a question: What if COVID never ends? How do you think you would be affected? How would that affect you? I would be very sweaty. <laughs> you would lose weight from this way. I look, yeah. No more working out, or you don't have to work out anymore. If COVID never ended, would you consider changing careers? Although you aren't, you, as you said, you weren't that affected, but I mean, you actually, you said you were. I mean, no yeah. patients on your floor, but you had a lot of PPE to wear. <laughs> Um, probably not at this point in time. Wait, why, under what, like, explain, like, give me the scenario in which COVID never ends. Like, what are we talking? Like, is the world coming to complete all? Like, like, what are the parameters? In the year, in the year 2045, you're still wearing the same PPE. Sweating double time, would you change it? Because we can only think this is temporary. I feel like they would probably make like more comfortable PPE after you know 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) We're assuming that like the vaccine the back the vaccine isn't gonna come right in this scenario. So I I would just assume that we would make more comfortable PPE and then I'd be like fine. Okay, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I definitely would wait, like, 30 days after the first round of people who got their vaccines, because I'm, like, afraid of mutation. Um, Bad well, content. Any what other questions? You- uh, yeah, what do you do outside of work? I bike a lot with Ariadne on my bicycle. Okay, that's cool. Can you, can you just repeat that and just, we might just not say Ariadne, huh? it doesn't matter. Um, we had Joe on here. We had his full name on here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fine. I bike a lot. Okay. Do you think nursing is, like, your passion? That's a sensitive question. <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me that, like, the first year of nursing is, like, really hard. It's just it's just an adjustment. Like, it's – and and also, like, do you guys remember first starting your jobs? I've never worked before. It's different than <laughs> yeah. being in school. <laughs> I didn't use any of my school knowledge for this job. We were that was our selling point for Flora. Yeah, come oh, really? work with us. <laughs> you know, it's just different being part of like you know, like having like a manager and having like people that you need to like I don't know, I just feel like, you know, in college you're kinda like just doing your own thing and it's like you're 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 accountable to yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like all these people are like relying on you and like checking up on you and like telling you things that you need to be doing. Ooh. And like, <laughs> you know, sometimes that makes me a little feisty. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you experience this, but like I am in a like a male dominated field and I've been in this situation for a long time. And when people like talk over me or like, like give me tasks that like I think are like kind of stupid like I was just like okay like they're definitely like cornering me because I am like a person of color and like a female because they're not asking whoever or so and so to do this even though I'm I have seniority to do this so it's just like do you ever feel like that since you were you're like this is your first job ever like being told to do like annoying things because I'm new yeah, I mean, does does you be? Wait a second, female? sorry. Well, I would think nursing is yeah, it's so female nurse. dominated. First, yeah, first nursing is very female dominated. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like part of the cool kids. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, You're in, baby. But also, like, I actually, despite feeling sort of like, you know, not a hundred percent committed to nursing. And like the most, like, despite not, mm-hmm. you know, feeling mm-hmm. 100% sure about like what I'm doing, I feel yeah. like my coworkers have been really, really good. Like, I really like my coworkers. So that, and they're very supportive and um, have been really helpful. And like, not, I don't know, I don't know if you guys know, there's like a, like, nurses like eat their young kind of like, have you heard of that? No. No? Okay. Well, I think this was, like, we heard about it a lot in nursing school, and I think maybe it was more, like, true, like, like earlier, where, like, senior nurses would sort of, like, pick on the new nurses until they, like, got, like, their seniority up, and, like, you know, it was, like, nurse hazing, kind of. Anyway, I have not experienced, like, any of that. People have been super supportive of me and my other new grad buddy, and so that's been really nice. Mm. Nice. Fun. Yeah, Lil, we need to find you a Chinese Vietnamese lady boss. I actually really like my my big boss, my because she understands. She's she's a she. Like I, I don't don't want to say anything more about that. You know, what, you know what? I do feel a little bit like. So I feel like all the other like fields right now. I don't know. At least like in academia right now. DEI conversations are like super in like like obvious like they should always be in but like they're very like people are talking about like diversity and in- inclusion and I feel like compared to like what I've seen say on my boyfriend doing he has like DEI meetings like every week mm. like, I'm like what am I doing and like what is my what are what are we doing right now for like Talk our DEI, DEI work yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the healthcare system is a little bit um, preoccupied with COVID at the moment. So what the, what a crazy time, right? It is. It is. It's, it's COVID, crazy. and then this um, BLM uh, just explosion, and it's almost as if it's like, um, yeah, I mean, expon- <laughs> exponentiated the the diversity <laughs> like uh, attention. Okay. <laughs> no reaction to that. Hey, what hour is it? It's the Boba Happy Hour. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, for our next segment, we have Keeping It Relevant. Um, this is our current events segment. And <laughs> so for our first topic is... Um, the explosion that happened this past week in Beirut, Lebanon. I know everyone has heard about it. Lillian, have you heard about it? I have heard about it. I actually, the first time I heard about it was on a meme page. Uh, It was like Zoom memes for quarantines. Um, It wasn't a meme, by the way. I feel like I need to say that before people get um, too angry. But um, it was this girl just this was the first time I've ever heard about it was this like a couple days ago when this girl was like oh like my home country is devastated right now like whatever you do whatever you donate like just please do we like really need the help like so many people are missing um and 
yeah, that, that originally, that's where I heard it originally. And then you watched, like, the, you looked more into it? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely Googled it a lot. I don't know as much as Flora does, because she watched a 28-minute video on it, but... 28-minute stress video. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just um, state what happened. Um, there was, like, at the port of Beirut, um, there, I guess there was, I think, 200, 227,000 tons of uh ammonium nitrate forgive me if i forgot my uh, chemicals but uh yeah and i guess this uh, warehouse that was not secured uh blew up or you know set on fire and then you know it eventually combusted and uh that was probably the craziest video i've seen in my life as far as nuclear like reactions um apparently yeah, the ship had that blew up it was a, it was a ship right yeah that's I what I saw. yeah yeah it, apparently that, that ship had been there since like 2013 like why are you guys storing extremely explosive material so this is what i heard from oh the, the post it was supposed to be sold to someone else and the country had kept promising to sell it, but just never did. Wow. Um, I, one, I didn't know it was on a boat. I thought it was in <laughs> a warehouse. It was on a boat. It, it, it was on a boat? That's what the video said. That's um, what the video that you told us to watch said. <laughs> <laughs> Sources were CNN, World, FYI. We didn't get it from anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. It was, uh, I mean, it's uh, one week old. There's conflicting information out there. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Flora. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a, I, I almost, I'm becoming like another consp- conspiracy about this. There was a video that came out. I, I take that back. I'm not. Uh, but there was a video that came out um, and it showed uh, the explosion in like an infrared uh, like video. Oh, and it showed like a missile hitting, yeah, the port. I don't, I think it was edited, and they even disclaimed it as like this footage could be edited, but um, yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, but yeah. it was also an infrared, so obviously it's like it, you know, they can put edits in there and stuff, yeah, right. But, uh, that's kind of crazy, too. Um, but yeah, that's that's like crazy. That it was all stored on a boat for six months. That's since 2013. No, no, it's suspicious though. I mean, just to, like, how did that even start on fire? Uh, whatever. But um, Flora, what what else did you? From I don't know. It doesn't it. So I'm just like parroting things that I've read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it just sort of. I mean, Beirut is not a good place to visit. Is it not? No. And Why Lebanon. Not? Why is it not? Why not? Because they're very, it's like, a, there's a lot of like turmoil and mm-hmm. there's a lot of like unrest, especially now after these explosions, like people are <laughs> protesting. Oh, really? Um, but like, so in my video that I watched, Beirut and Lebanon, Lebanon has just like a very complex history that probably 28 minutes did not fully cover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like the short version is is that they've had a rough time since like the get go. Oh shit. Yeah. What was the, what was the ar- overall arching issue? Um, so France okay. I took some notes because I was stressed. <laughs> so France took tro- took control of Lebanon after World War One. Um and Lebanon had like both a mix of Muslims, Muslims, and Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, but they, and okay, so yeah. Basically, so they there are like both Muslims and Christians in Lebanon, and that is like very like polarizing. 
Yeah. Mm, okay. And then also, so they like think like the Muslims and the Christians, they're like, they're like trying to like figure themselves out. But then also mm. like France is like, actually we're in control of you. <laughs> so there's like that. And then like, they like have like this revolution or civil war and the Muslims and the Christians are like, we don't really like, we don't want to be like bossed around by France. We want to be like independent, but like their version, the Muslim version of independence and the Christian version of independence is like very different. And so that's like an issue. And just like a lot of people die. A lot of people die. It sounds like a reoccurring theme of white people trying to take other people's land. And like Christianity is like no Muslims and blah, 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 blah. This is like, this is just like a, a repetitive circle of like what is happening basically globally. We're, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, um yeah that's uh it's definitely thought provoking because um france what they say that they're they're gonna open up a charity or you know like a global charity for lebanon uh supposedly that uh explosion created like five billion uh dollars worth in damages yeah i read that too that's a that's a lot Wait, was it, was it, what, I think was it, was, it had to be more than 5 billion. Was it 300 or three? Let's see. I mean, billion. No, it's only th- 5 billion in damages. That's still actually. a lot. Uh, San Francisco has that in their back pocket. <laughs> but um, yeah, and supposedly that crater uh, hit, um, or is, 124 meters wide or 400 feet wide in diameter and um this like explosion like displaced like 300,000 people and they're unable to sleep in their homes that's that is because, that's like, pretty wild that, that's people who we're, we're talking about this earlier because we were talking about how people are being displaced because of COVID because they can't pay their rent. Mm-hmm. On top of that, COVID, they can't stay at home. They can't quarantine anymore because they don't have a home. Yeah, that is so, like, I know there's a lot of, like, world issues, but, like, definitely, this one definitely stood out to me. <laughs> like, that is crazy. Um, Sorry, to bring a little bit of humor to this, it's not very humorous, but there was this meme on Twitter that was, like, this, like, Asian girl was, like, oh, I'm gonna make a French boy fall in love with me and then break his heart. That's for Vietnam, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I I usually don't recycle jokes, but I thought that was really funny. Um, So, like, a Lebanese girl just needs to make a French boy fall in love with her and dump him. Flora, what other inside scoop you got on this explosion? On the explosion itself or on on just anything Lebanon related? Because I told you I don't have anything novel to say about the explosion. <laughs> or profound or deep. Okay. We do, well, don't worry, the audience knows you're profound and deep in other areas of <laughs> conversations. Okay. Okay, so for our next uh, topic in current events or keeping it relevant, we have the White Hand in Santa Rosa. Um, Flora, you know a little bit about that, yes? Why, yes, I do. (laughs) What you know about that? Uh, There's a large white hand that I think it's it's an art installation in Santa Barbara or Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Santa, Santa Rosa. Rosa. Santa Rosa. And um, according to artists, it's there. Uh, well, A, it kind of looks like the Black, the Black, Black Lives Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the Black pin. Power Fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess from what I like briefly looked at on Google, like. It was a worker blue collar. Yeah, yeah. It was history? supposed to like, represent like the agricultural history yeah. of like Santa Rosa. But then, like, also it's been, like, especially, I think, in these times, like, controversial, like, does it represent white supremacy, white power? And so then, I think during some protests, it was painted black. Yes, and, it was. Yeah. 
Um, so, Lillian, this statue is huge. Oh, like, really? It's, Massive. I'd say like... Do you think it's taller than you? It's like an eight by eight, maybe. Oh, yeah. shit. Really? It looks huge. It looks huge. Um, and so, I, this past week, some there was a white guy or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Maybe it does, but... Uh, <laughs> They, I guess they received order from the city of Santa Rosa or county, I forget, but um, to wash the paint off. So they like use the high pressure like water hose mm. and like sprayed the paint off, the black paint off. And that's what blew up, you know. I, yeah, because there's so much other things they could probably put their money towards. Um, well, I mean, not really. It's just a high that's really cheap just to blow paint on. <laughs> I, I know but like with every if they're protesting like teacher salaries and they're gonna spend money on this like like bro what it's just no, I, well i mean i think just the the real deal about this is uh, uh like why would it come down from the city to um spray or you know make it back white Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, they, and the controversy is that's a statement in itself where you know they're not they're totally disregarding like BLM especially right. in the you know times that we're in right now yeah is is this statue on private property or is it on public property it's public it's public okay yeah yeah so that's what I mean Santa Rosa and Sonoma County is like a it's very, it's very white. Yes. Thank you, Flora. <laughs> so yes, that's that's why it's big. Um but yeah, that's uh, it's just a story. Um I ha- I actually have a question for Lillian. What's up? Which is so I don't know. I have just in this whole You don't have to use this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, as an Asian person, you're okay. Asian, right? I'm yeah. Asian, too. Where are you? Asian. What ethnicity are you? I'm Chinese. Full oh, Chinese? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm adopted, so oh. up in the air. But oh, okay. to my knowledge, I'm 100% Chinese. <laughs> okay. It's just, how how do you feel as an as an Asian person in this like Black Lives Matter movement? Cause I've been thinking about that. And yeah. I'm like, um, so I definitely see myself as an ally, um, mostly because um, I grew up in South, San- or South Seattle and that's more rugged area. And um, honestly, like I, th- I think it's white people not white people in general but like i have had my share of like discrimination um and i think i think that was only okay because like there wasn't a movement like this for other people um that where my discrimination was kind of just looked over because like they're like oh at least like you're not getting beat or at least you're not getting shot for whatever whatever because i think once black life or like black people's lives start starting to like have more of an impact then other people can like finally follow through with that if that makes any sense so i think this is just the first step in um equality for all yeah what yeah. about you? What, what do you think as like an asian person i don't yeah well you know because i definitely have experienced like micro microaggression mm-hmm. especially in the like working like people just okay. think it's okay to ask you like everything. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, and you're like, oh, uh, uh, mm, no. Mm-hmm. But just like, I also feel like, because I do feel like I am, you know, in we are a minority. Mm-hmm. Agree. Not in the world, but at least, yeah. Here, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But it's like nothing. It's like nothing to like being a black minority. You know. Right. Right. And so I just, it's, I mean, on, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I mean, I too definitely feel like I, I'm an ally mm-hmm. with the black community, but 
I think I think you're you you are definitely onto something in that like this is like the first step into like creating equality for all, you know, right. and inclusion for all. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because a lot of it, I feel like a lot of it is focused on like you know white, like Supremacy. white silent, yeah, no, like oh. like like white alliance, and I'm like, I'm oh. not, I'm I, I'm an alliance too. <laughs> what have I? <laughs> <laughs> wow that is that, that's a good question go ahead Will. even being like an asian person is being better than a hispanic person because like hispanic person they can just like literally pick up and throw over the border you know like being an asian person like they think or like from my experience white people have been like oh yeah like get a load of this like they treat me as an ally like when they feel convenient but like oh like when like it's time because like i've definitely been told like oh your english is really good even though i was born here yeah yeah like like, what's my first language (laughs) it's not just me (laughs) (laughs) oh god so i didn't know that i hey that's actually that's really new to me i did not know that chinese people get asked that question all the time well i mean i i mean if you if i were to if i were to if i were to know if you were born in China, but I think, I mean. Yeah, one of my substitute teachers, I had a substitute teacher in middle school and she was like, wow, your English is so good. And I was like 12 or 13 or whatever. And I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Do you not see my last name? Anyway. anyway. Um, Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. It happens. It, It happens a lot actually more so then we think yeah and i guess yeah sorry <laughs> i don't have anything else to say you know that you know I, I have to say like you know for the most part um through our podcast lillian has always asked me like what's my take on you know the blm stuff that's mm-hmm. going on right now but mm-hmm. i actually never thought about that question that you asked lillian like like that was, was yeah Thanks, Thanks for asking that. Thanks for welcome. I'm sorry, Lil. Um, Yeah, well, to our last topic, which is Trader Joe's packaging. Um, If we're talking about, like, racism overall, Trader Joe's has their line of Trader Jose stuff, Trader Ming stuff. Like, what what do you guys think about that? Flora just gave a thumbs down. <laughs> um, I, I you know what? You know, here, here, here's my here's my hot take. What's your hot take? Here's my hot take. There are all these things that, like, I think, and this is what maybe we were like. There are all these things that aren't that inconvenient to do. It may not seem like a lot. But like probably to some people it is. And so if it's just like it's not yeah. inconveniencing you to like, you know, like address someone by their like correct pronouns or like, you know, take off like mm-hmm. Trader Ming. Like they these like, are like not things that are Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's making someone if it's not if it's not making your life like worse and it's making and if it is like if it has the capacity to make someone's life just like a tiny bit better, like why are we not doing it? Like right, right. Yeah. This is not, these are, these are small things that like shouldn't even have to be things in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we should just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So the issue is they're you know, they're, they're petitioning to, you know, um, Trader Joe's to, you know, take those lines of the, the brands of food off uh, the shelves or refrigerators, not the refrigerators. Um, but it's crazy. I feel like we've all, ever since we were all born, we've seen, you know, like, I guess, do you call, is it racism? Is that racism? Since we were kids, we've seen items like that on the shelves, right? Where it's like, yeah. they're trying to tailor it to, uh, I, don't, I don't know, make it more... <laughs> uh authentic by calling it trader mings you know rice and chicken <laughs> um i'm i'm gonna go with what flora says i don't know if it's i think it is like a little racist but i think 
when I first heard of Trader Jose's, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was like a genius thing. <laughs> I was just like, wow, it's Joe in, in Spanish, Jose. Yeah. yeah, but I can, I agree with Flora where if it's not inconveniencing you and someone's taking offense to it, it doesn't take that much effort to just change it. it do, I mean, it might be funny to me, but it might be really offensive to someone else. Yeah, so you- and Also, you, I you think- want, Sorry. Ahead, Flora. I think also if you're constantly being like hit by these tiny, like these tiny things, like tiny perceived, like perceived as tiny things, um, they add up. And like, if you're just like constantly like spending them off, it's very exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) And I think if people just let things slide, more racist shit will come. And they're like, oh, like I, you let this, this, and this slide. How come this is not okay? Yeah. Yeah. So um general consensus we want Trader Mings off the shelves I think well I thought they were off the shelves now that's what that that's what I that's what I saw on it maybe that was like I don't know I thought it was like it was like they they took it off yeah yeah so they they did take it off I think they already did but you know I'm glad you you guys didn't answer the question what, what was, is it oh yeah, we're no. Yeah, yeah. Let's just not, not especially in this environment. You're dodging the question for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we want to say thank you um, for joining us today yeah, for being on our show. Guys, this is really fun. I think I should be a guest every week. Can you <laughs> co-host? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how, how well your episode does but uh do you have any last do you have anything to plug do you i don't know you can uh, you know, find always... me at surgical room coo <laughs> no, no 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 um here's my plug if you need to find a new instagram page to follow <laughs> and you're into rabbits even if you're not into rabbits my rabbit oliver Ollie, Ob, Oliver Bolivar, Original Bunny, etc. You can find him at O L L I E underscore West underscore. <laughs> That's his stage name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he follows everyone back, so I won't mess up your ratio. <laughs> well, thank you, Flora. It was a pleasure having you on today. Thanks for having me. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us. Uh, it really helps with our promotions and stuff. And yeah, this will be dropping on Thursday. So you can catch her there. Yay. Okay. Yay. Thanks, but guys, guys. Have a good we're not re- are we recording still? Yeah. Yeah.